When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply with Mr. Derek Gibson, who's running for governor of New York, who I didn't know, you grew up in Georgia. I did. I, I went to uh, middle school, high school, and college in Georgia. I went to Valdosta State University, which isn't that far from Americus, and then I graduated from the University of Georgia in 2013. Man, you're a tough guy, Valdosta. Yeah. No, 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 I did, I did my first two years of uh, college there. Oh, okay. I thought it was a high school in Valdosta. No, there is. No, I didn't go there. I went to high school in Atlanta. I went to St. Pius X Catholic High School in Atlanta. Um, oh, yeah. I know what that is. Yeah. I know what that is. And I did two years at Valdosta and then transferred out to the University of Georgia. And, uh, yeah, I was pre-med there and I got into medical school in Miami but decided not to go. And then a lot of other stuff happened and now I'm here. But um, right. how right. about you introduce yourself for everybody listening? Called life, yeah. But my yeah. name is Derek Gibson. I'm a, uh, born New Yorker, but I was raised in Georgia. I'm from Jamaica, Queens, New York, and uh, I am a criminal justice major, uh, automotive technology all my life. I graduated from uh, South Georgia Technical College in America's Georgia. That's where I got my uh, automotive skills from, and I own several uh, automotive repair shop. Work for Chrysler, and now. I am running for the governorship of the great state of New York. Well, it seems like Cuomo's going, uh, it seems like he's nosediving into the ground. Yeah, Cuomo is nosediving. Uh, in a way, I kind of feel sorry for the man. You know, I don't jump on anybody's downfall, sure. but but you definitely have to uh, admit what your wrongdoings or your mistakes or whatever and uh, try to uh, correct those things. But seem like uh, Cuomo don't want to own up to the uh, nursing home debacle, uh, several other things that is going on in the state of New York. Yeah, and it, it's it's we kind of have this weird um, kind of have this weird contrast between these like hyper restrictive states like California and New York, and then we have Florida wide open, and then we have yesterday the governor of Texas saying that they're going to end the mask mandate and open up a hundred percent. So there are these complete opposite polarities of how to deal with COVID and it seems like the tide's turning for the end all the shutdowns and just let it run wild again which is I, I agree with right and uh, we have to use common sense most of those states uh, uh, you speaking of use common sense they have common sense governors I don't see that up north too regular the people have common sense they don't display it like it should be displayed so uh, I, con- I-, I congratulate them on opening up the state it makes sense of course, we were all confused when it first came out. We didn't know what to do. This is new to us. So we did the best we could at the particular time because I called from the first day to uh, shut down the, uh, 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 the the transportation, the MTA. Uh, so let's get above this. And it wasn't listened to. So we let it get out of control in the state of New York. But once we found out how to really deal with it, we should have opened the state back up and not shut it down. Yeah. Uh, we took, he took harsh measures uh, that made me think it was something more uh, to this uh, uh, than what was on the surface. I myself wouldn't have shut the state down. I would have definitely shut down the uh, rail system in the beginning. 
so I could find out how this spread and uh, what is going on from looking at Washington State. I know I knew from the nursing home where uh, they had that same problem. I would not have, you know, followed that uh, procedure like Como followed. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you. I mean, it's, it's easy to kind of play armchair quarterback, right? Monday morning quarterback, because no one knew what this was. You know, is it is it just a cold? Is this going to kill 90 percent of the world? It was no one knew what it was. And you kind of you kind of have to be better safe than sorry. Right. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, we're running on almost a year of lockdowns and. I mean, at a certain point, you have to start. You have to start doing that that kind of cold calculus that no one wants to do. But I mean, what are the pros versus the cons? How many how many people are dying? For, how many people are now impoverished? How many people are without work, unemployed, can't pay their bills? How many mental uh, mental health, suicide, uh, domestic abuse? How many things are going through the roof that far outweigh any negatives from COVID? I mean, that doesn't mean COVID's not bad, but it's. Does everyone have to suffer now? So it's it's a hard question, though, right? Right. You're 100% correct. And uh, the thing that should have been done was, okay, after a few weeks, maybe we were like, okay, you look at it in detail and see what was going on. And we should have said, you know, we got to live life. We can't shut down. In life, you're going to have these issues constantly. You can't shut down uh, uh, economy and shut down your state just because we have a uh, disease that is going around. Yeah, take Take uh, uh take the necessary precaution, but do not shut down like that. You could the business could have stayed open, and we could have used uh, some of the CDC, if not all of the CDC guidelines. And uh, as far as you know, for instance, if I sneeze, I cover my mouth. I don't need a mask or a handkerchief. <laughs> yeah. No, I cover my mouth, and it's the same thing with COVID. We found out it spread like that, so let's just do this. Let's not shut the business down. Let's carry on with life. We cannot stop every death. One death is tragic. Yeah. But we are man. We are human. We're not God. We cannot stop. We can't control that. We cannot stop and say it's going to be no death because that's beyond us. But what we can do is take precautions. When we find out certain things going on, we stay away from that mm-hmm. and not kill our business, which I think it was a coordinated effort once the uh, uh, the virus come out. Absolutely. To bring to enact some other type of agenda. This was just a perfect storm to enact what these socialist Democrats wanted. And they took this and they ran with it. They used it against our president, which they played politics. And my governor, uh, Como, uh, when uh, President Trump spoke about the hydroxychloroquine, the governors went against it and they started banning it. So therefore, they knew it worked just as well as I knew it worked because it works overseas for malaria and worked well. Some of the countries, oh, that barely have COVID. What, four or five people done had in some of those countries that take malaria. But he showed my governor and several others chose to play politics. They seen an opening mm-hmm. to get rid of our current president and they used that to their full advantage. So this is what happened throughout America uh, and most of the blue state. They used to stay full at Banner State lockdown business. Uh, what's behind that? Amazon open, uh, Target open, people in line everywhere. So I was like, why can't their mom and pop business uh, uh, be open? Because this, the government can't control that like they want to control it. Yes. So before, I'm going to say this, those huge business bring in lots and lots of tax revenue. 
So it's in the best interest of the state governments to say, okay, you can stay open. Mm-hmm. We're going to force people out of business and get you more customers. Therefore, if I own those stores, I would say I don't have a problem paying six percent taxes because I'm getting all the money. All the money, yeah. So it's- that's not a problem. So we have to look deeper <laughs> than what's on the surface and go from there. Just you can do critical thinking and you'll find a call me a conspiracy theorist, all that. I don't care, call me that. But I know what's behind uh, uh, what's behind it, and then you see it clearly being enacted uh, from this coronavirus. Absolutely, no. It's it's critical thinking. It's not conspiracy. You have to look at who's benefiting from it. You know, if you let's go back to early two thousands. Let's go to two thousand three, right? And let's say, oh, you know, why would the government make up anything about WMDs in Iraq? Well, you have to look at who's in charge. It was Vice President right. Cheney, who was the former CEO of Halliburton, which went on to make forty billion dollars in profit from war contracts rebuilding Iraq. So if you start to look at things, and we see again and again and again people making money off this stuff. So yeah, if you've got Amazon. Uh, uh, if you got Amazon, Walmart, Target, and maybe a couple other huge ones, and they're making all the money, and then you have all these mom and pop stores, well, yeah, why not take the, let's just use, for example, make up some numbers, why not take 10% tax rate, double it to 20? What do they care? Because their total revenue has gone up a hundredfold. What do they care? And then furthermore, it's the same reason why you see like the consolidation of media, right? 600 companies in the 60s down to six in the 90s. Well, you see it with uh, big tech, right? Facebook, Instagram, Google, YouTube, Twitter. If you only have five corporations, that's good for the government because now the government only needs to meet with five CEOs and they can control 300 million or perhaps 7 billion people. It's the same thing. If you only got to meet with the heads of Amazon uh, and Walmart, Man, you got the world in your pocket. You got the world in your pocket. Shut it down. Yeah, and it's what it's what General uh, retired three star General McInerney said. He goes, it starts to make sense. What do they want? They want socialism, which is the front door to communism. Why do you want that? It's control. So what are they doing? Take away everyone's ability to make money, and now, can we please have another stimulus check? You've just forced in communism. Right. That's exactly what it is. That's it's no other way to put it, it but that, and I say that constantly. I say, okay, they want a chance to bring socialism, which is just a nice name for communism, in. So if you kill those small business, you got this, the small business is the backbone of our community. Employs so many of us. Uh, so if you can put all those people out of work, they got to depend on who. They got to depend on the government for their bread. And they know that they can control you. So if someone is giving you this and they're feeding you, you're going to lean to them. You're going to lean to that side because they are feeding you. You have no other way to feed yourself. So you got to look to the government. That is what's being done to us in America. And the average person don't seem like they see that. But that is what's going to Thirteen hundred, uh, two thousand dollar check to hell with it. Open the business up. Let me make. Let me get a piece of the American dream, which they don't want me to have. Yeah. I want a piece of the American dream. Keep the welfare. Keep your stimulus check. Keep all of that. Give me an opportunity to get a piece of the American dream, which I haven't been afforded in America in a long time. And lots, not only as a black man, but poor whites and other uh, Hispanics. They haven't been afforded the opportunity to get a piece of the American dream. It just stand holding around the top, and that is it's not fair to uh, our our society, uh, our American citizens. Yeah, right. It's you know when people say you know uh, 
why do they think a $600 stimulus check is enough? Don't they know we need a 1400 or a 2000 And everyone's, yeah, it needs to be a bigger check. And it's like, just just reopen the damn thing. Like, you can go get a minimum wage job and you can make, you can go work minimum wage for 20 hours a week and still pull in 20K. You can still pull in 10 times the stimulus check. Just open the right. damn thing up. Right. Like, you have to realize, well, if it seems so common sense, these people aren't stupid. As much as we'd like to think that politicians are stupid, these, they're intelligent. They're very intelligent, malicious people. So if they want it, they want it for a reason. It's a power structure. That's the only other way you can introduce this. It's it's exactly what it is. And it's no one wants to bring that up. And if you bring it up, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're, right. you're going to be banned from Reddit. You're going to be banned from Instagram, Mr. Right. Gibson. You can't be on there. You're discussing conspiracy, hateful theories. I got... Starting on this past Saturday, the 27th, February, I got a one-week suspension from YouTube for discussing the election. And I'm not even going to go into what I discussed for fear of being banned again. But you're, wow. you're, you're now have, you now have wrong think. And I was told that that was perpetuating hate speech. Well, who the hell is defining hate speech? Right. Is, is, hate, <laughs> is hate speech true hate speech? Or does it have anything to do with the fact that I'm a white guy with an right. American flag, and I like President Trump. It, are you right. sure it has nothing to do with that? I don't know, right. man. That's that's why we need to get you in an office, because there's, excuse my French, but there's a little too much bullshit going on. Right, and uh, I'm going to give you this. Is, I was in, uh, in D.C. for an uh, event back in maybe October or something like that, and the reporter was talking about the yeah, proud boys, proud boys, a white supremacist this was ABC or maybe it's could have been NBC or one of them. So I walked up to him live and I I, I flipped my wallet over and showed him a proud black card. I said, Do I look like a white supremacist to you? Because Paul pushes that constantly. I said, Several blacks, it's a mixture of people that love America. We don't destroy things, we protect other other people, we protect the rights of other people. We do not go out like Antifa and burn, destroy. And just, you know, jump on people. Proud Boy don't do anything like that, but they paint Proud Boys around the world as a right wing extremist white supremacist group. And it's definitely not that. It's not that at all. It's just that we love America. Yes, I'm a black nationalist. They say a nationalist means that you love your country. So then, yeah. so be it. I'm a black nationalist. Yeah, you're, so I have yeah. it's a white nationalist. That's a person that loves their country. But you take these liberals, they spin everything and make it look the other way. But I'm that person to tell them their faith that you are wrong. I want to see you call me a racist for being a proud or a white supremacist. I want to see you challenge me with that on stage. That's what I want. Yeah. You know, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Hey, you're a, so, uh, your video, yeah. you're, you're, no, you're back. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. right. That's, that's what they do is they just label you, you. Why address the, why address the actual argument when you can just label it something and then negate it. Right. right? Why, right. why uh, counter my argument when you can just say, shut up fascist. And then everyone screams, yes, queen. And it's like, right. it's like, wait, right. wait, address my argument. And it doesn't matter. I mean, you can even look at the semantics, right? It's just, it's a page right out of 1984. If you right. if you riot for a hundred straight days in Seattle or Portland, if you set up an autonomous zone, if you kill cops and burn down federal courthouses, what is it? It's a summer of love. Right. It's not domestic terror. <laughs> if you if you gather in D.C. on January 6th, it's domestic terrorism. It's treason. Right. These men need right. to be hung until they're dead. And it's like. And then you have people believing it. 
if you know you have to socially distance right if you go to a trump rally you're a super spreader if you go riot in the streets for three months straight you're fighting for justice like blm did exactly not a word yeah I didn't know this, but apparently COVID knows what is a just a protest and what doesn't. So the virus goes, oh, the, these guys are these guys are just. We won't we won't pass on. But when they see a bunch of guys with Trump hats, the virus goes. Now let's spread. I mean, right? What? What? And it's and they don't even bat not bat an eye. You go protest, stunning and brave. You go to a Trump rally, you're killing my grandma. And it's right. well, our nation is sick. We booty guard out and we on our own, so the ship is real. Until we get back to our godly principles, the nation is going to continue to reel. It's no right way to do wrong. I tell people that all the time. Name a right way to do wrong. It's no right way to do wrong. So we got to get back to our basic principles. This nation was founded on, on God and biblical principle. We need to get it back there. We are too far away from that. So what I am doing as running for a grassroots campaign, running for governor, I'm going directly to a New York State citizen and I'm talking to them. I'm not going to a party head or uh, whatever. I don't, I don't, I'm a Republican, but I'm not just like a gang member Republican, like yeah. I see a lot of Republicans are. Yeah. And I'm a Republican with a spine. I support Trump. I say it out in public. I say it at my rallies. I let it be known, of course. I'm a black man that support Trump because I know exactly what Trump was doing. I know. Trump's hall. I know exactly what he means. So I support this guy. Why wouldn't I support him? Even though the news media will push him out that he demands a racist, which he never been in his life. He's doing so much for the black community. I mean, let's go back and look at it. He received awards from Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and all of them before he retired. To run as a Republican all at once. Oh, he's a racist. racist right? Yeah, right. there's pictures then, of him with Rosa Parks and Muhammad Ali. Right. Furthermore, <laughs> Furthermore, blacks was a Republican anyway. Dr. King was a Republican. Jose Williams, all those leaders was a Republican. But there are things that that uh, Dr. King's dad, when he got, I'm going to tell you this, Dr. King got uh, incarcerated in a, a southern Georgia town. So his dad went down to get him out and he made a deal with his shirt. And this is sure that it sure told me, if you become a Democrat, we'll let your son out. So that's how that switched over to uh, becoming a Democrat. A lot of people don't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So that happened in South Georgia. And that's why blacks went to the Democratic Party. And the Democrats have been selling blacks out for, for as I can remember, I'm 60 years old. I never had a good look, a uh, good thought about Democrats at all. Uh, I was a kid. Kennedy got killed. I thought Kennedy was a good man, but I didn't know I was a little child. He could have been, maybe hell or whatever, but we don't know. We can't look back on that. But at this point, I don't support any Democrats. My friend Vernon Jones was a Democrat. He changed over to a Republican. Now we are good friends. So I can't support a Democrat. There are some good ones, but that particular platform that they embrace by me being a Christian guy, I can't support that at all. So I support no Democrats at uh, at this point. Not to say there aren't any good ones because there are some good yeah. Democrats yeah. also. But uh, at this point, I'm truly 100% Republican. They align with me uh, more Christian values than the Democratic Democratic Party. The only thing I don't like about this establishment is from their weak as hell, and they shied away from President Trump, and I don't like that. 
they had a strong leader and they should have stuck to him regardless of the news or whatever else, you know. Yeah. And I'm 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 with you. I'd say technically I, I'm a Republican right now, but I don't have any I don't have any loyalty to the Republican Party. I don't have any fit I don't I'm not gonna ever vote you know, I voted for Trump and he happened to be a Republican, so I technically I'm a Republican. When I was eighteen I voted for Obama. Technically I was a Democrat. I don't I don't I don't fall in I you know, I don't fall in line with one group or another. I'm not gonna vote for someone just because because I think that's how you close your mind off and you stop growing as an individual. When you just right. say I'm voting Republican, well now right. you you're you've stopped growing as a person. All right. Yeah. Right. And I voted for Obama. It was a mistake. The second time I voted for Mitt Romney, it me, was a mistake. Me too. I voted for Bush. I even worked on Bush Business Advisory Board. I uh, some of my like Bill Clinton was my guy. I love Bill Clinton. I can't take nothing away from the guy. The economy was great. Everything was good under Clinton. I, I still like Clinton to this day. The thing he did in the White House, yeah, he shouldn't have done that, but they took it too far with impeachment. I didn't like the Republicans for doing that either. I'm going to give credit what credit do. If they got good policy, I'm going to give them that credit. Yeah. So just because I'm a Republican don't mean that they wasn't good Democrats back in the day. They was good Democrats. Absolutely. Whatever you want to say about I don't like Hillary, never have liked her from day one for some reason. Her spirit don't sit with me, but her husband, I do it. But Bill Clinton is still my guy, regardless of how you, people want to beat him down or whatever. I don't know whatever else behind the situation they're talking about Epstein and all that. Well, maybe. I don't know this, but for Mr. Gibson, you broke up. Uh, we have lost Mr. Gibson. Man, as soon as he's as soon as he's mentioned Epstein, he broke up. Um, I'll give him a call right now. <laughs> as soon as he mentioned Epstein, it broke up. Sorry for everybody listening. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, yeah, for everybody listening. Sorry, we had some technical difficulties. I was gonna say, as soon as you mentioned Epstein, the internet cut out. <laughs> but. Yeah. I better be quiet. I don't want to suicide myself. I know, right? Don't suicide yourself. Don't shoot yourself three times in the back of the head and then throw yourself in a duffel right. bag. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> duh, duh, duh. Sorry for talking shit about Epstein, right? But it's but you're right. You got to give credit where credit's due. And, I mean, I voted for Obama when I was 18. I was pre-med in college. I voted for Romney. I didn't want Obamacare. You know, everyone makes fun of me. I voted for Bernie's in the pri- Bernie in the primaries in 2016. I, yeah, I know, right? I know, right? It's, I lost, you know, I, I lost, I lost a sibling to a, to suicide in 2014. And at the time, so when I saw Bernie, I was very one-minded. I was like, I want health care for everyone. I voted for Trump in 2020. The point of that I'm making is it's okay to, to, to change who you vote for forget what the party is change for vote for who you think is going to do the best and we can always look back and i can i can say obama was a mistake romney was a mistake bernie was a mistake that just means you're growing that means you're growing as a person you don't want a lot and like you said give credit where credit is due bill clinton balanced the national budget you don't have to like them it's not good to get a blowjob in the oval office and lie about it right but but that's not. I'm not voting. For, I'm not voting for someone to be to be merrily meritally sound. I, I I don't care. I want someone that's going to go in and do the best job. I don't care that Trump yeah. had three wives. I don't care that Trump yeah. grab him by the pussy. I don't care. Just like I don't care if Biden did. It's if does evidence come out? Okay, well then do it. But it's those aren't things to to argue upon. But the importance yeah. is is what we're seeing is it has now become normal. 
well, not even normal, it has now become preferred and fashionable to hate America. If you put America first, you're a bad person. You know, when people, for instance, China, I read up on China all the time. In China, if you go to China and your company, you have to build a factory there, you can't use theirs, and you can only employ locals. And we all say, that's bad. No, that's good China does that. We should do the same, and so should so should Australia, and so should Argentina, and so should every other nation under the sun. It's okay to look out for yourself, you know? When a plane starts going down, the oxygen max drop down. What do they say? Help yourself before helping others, because if you can't help yourself, you won't be able to help others. There's nothing wrong with loving your country, but putting America first somehow is a bad thing. And that's what needs to that's what needs to stop. And Trump spearheaded that. And we had the biggest economic boom in years. And that, I, I think that what's, what that's what you're trying to say is that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, is is take the America first standpoint again. Right. Why not take care of home first? I listen to well, we're going to bring uh, X amount of people over to get these jobs. Why? When we have other citizens unemployed. First of all, make sure everybody that want a job that's American citizen have an opportunity to get that job before you go overseas bringing people in to work. That's why I don't like the work visa program. I don't like yeah. it. It needs to, need to be done away. Well, yeah. Uh, the you're going to uh, bring people through the southern board. You're going to get them a job, get them a card so they can work. You're taking jobs away from American citizens that could be working. You know what you're doing to American citizens? You are putting them in jail for running traffic lights, for all kind of man of things instead of saying here. You're going to take this job, you're going to work this job, and you're going to pay me X amount of dollars out of this job because you violated our law. But you got this job. I'm not going to send you to jail and mess you up so you have a record so you can't get a job. When you get out of jail, then you repeat the same thing again because you got to eat. You've got to take care of your family. Yes. Understand that. So here's a job that you can get. You're still going to pay this fine. I want you to pay this fine to the uh, courts or wherever you pay the fines to. And uh, until it's paid in full, and you got your job, then you got your money from the from the eye. That, that way, you helping people, incarcerating people for these little small crimes makes absolutely no sense. I'm 100 against that. Also, what I want to do is the people that don't serve their time. I want to give them a pardon, clean their record, mm-hmm. and let them be able to go to work. Let them live where they need to live, as long as it wasn't a violent crime mm-hmm. uh, like that. Then you know you should be able to. Uh, to uh, get a part and get your record clean so you can go on with your life because that is something to hold you down and make you turn more criminal mm-hmm. into criminalized things because you got to eat a you man got to survive yeah, you got to survive what we doing is making it hard for an individual going to jail for I got a friend went to jail for he drinks a lot and DUI he never killed nobody never hurt nobody they sent him to prison for uh, what two years for that now he get out it's hard for him to get a job. I can't stay over here. I can't live where I want to live. I mean, it's ridiculous. That is crazy. Just for drinking. They don't even drink anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I look at the things that are being thrown onto American citizens, and uh, I see where it's just killing us completely. So, this is the justice system got to be changed. It's got to be turned around. And it's a way to do that a civilized way. Mm-hmm. We got to stop formalizing just because of this man who's smoking a joint of weed. I'm going to lock him up and give him a record. That is not fair. Okay, you shouldn't be doing it in the public, do it in your home. But if you're in public doing it, I'm going to write your ass a ticket. You come to court and you're going to pay this fine. If not, then I could incarcerate you, not put you in jail for that, yeah. uh, make you third time, which makes absolutely no sense. We are destroying our own people. That's what we are doing. Yeah. And I think it's a plot 
to do that. Not only blacks, but poor whites are going through the same exact thing. Yeah, the war so on drugs. So I think it's a to keep a permanent middle class. I think that's what it's all about. Absolutely. It's the war on drugs. That's right. what the war on drugs is. They realized that they couldn't jail people for being peaceful or they couldn't jail people for being pro-black civil rights. So what did the right. Nixon administration say? Hey, just get them on drugs and we'll call it, we'll call it the war on drugs. It's the exact right. same thing. It is a plot. You want a perpetual middle class. You want an ever-growing military, or not military, you want an ever-growing prison industrial complex. You have private prisons that get money based on how many people they have. They're not going to want to get rid of anyone. You have a DEA trying to justify their budget. And then you have an alcohol company going, yeah, we don't need weed being legal. We don't need that, right? It's the simplest way to the simplest way to stop the war on drugs would just be legalized things. You take the money away from the cartels south of the border because they don't have a market to get that in there. Not only that, how many people are you throwing in jail for smoking a little pot? Who went? But now you have that guy is now he's in jail that costs money. He is now not he is not in society um, contributing to the tax pool. You've now taken away a parent from a household. And you are right. perpetually passing on that trauma to the kid who's going to fall into the same thing. And if by any chance this guy ends up getting out and he has a felony, well, now you're going to have a guy that's, let's say he's getting out of jail. Let's say he's 45 and he has two kids. Am I going to go work at McDonald's and make seven twenty-five an hour? Or am I going right. to start selling pot and I can make, you know, right. I can make a thousand a week? Hey, this guy still has, whether you like it or not, whether it's right or wrong, hey, if I'm a dad and I have two kids and I come out of jail, yeah, I'm probably going to start selling drugs if I can put food on the table so that they don't fall into the same trap I did. Right. If you put people in that situation, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's why you got to get them. Right. You got to get them a different out besides what we are doing. Our society is not. Then I look at how we treat illegal aliens versus American citizens. We give them a roundabout, we give them cover, or no, I don't lock them up for this, don't lock them up, they don't do this or that. I mean, it's insane. I'd be like, what the hell? Why are we neglecting our citizens and then looking out for other countries' citizens? It makes absolutely no sense to me. New York State is filled with illegal, over 500,000. It's probably damn near over, over a million illegals up there by now. This was like uh, uh, two or three years ago, it's 500,000. So they got the jobs. They got welfare. Those are mine and your tax dollars that we work for. But I look and I see our veterans sleeping on the street. I see our everyday citizens sleeping on the street. These people in the shelters in the state of New York is filled with illegal aliens. I went in there. Nobody. I don't speak English. Can't speak English. Nobody speak English. When that uh, crisis at the border and these Democrat uh, politicians went to meet them. Now they end up in our shelters that really should be for the American citizens, for our vets that have fought for our country. So that's what I want to change. I want to put our vets first. Not want to, I will put our vets first and our citizens first. All the uh, 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 tax dollars we have need to be going towards U.S. citizens and New York State citizens. That's what I've been planning to act once I become governor. Yeah. It's it, it's you're right. We have so many problems here. But if you're an illegal immigrant, you can get anything you want. You can just want full health care. There's full health care. You, you get arrested, catch and release. I don't right. get a catch and release. If I'm drinking and driving, I get as well as I should. I get arrested. So should everyone catch and re- If I go to China, they're not going to catch and release me. They're going to shoot me in the head and take my organs. Like right. you know, like, we raised in Georgia. You familiar with Georgia? I was in jail so many times. Oh man, you got to suspend the lunch. 
you drive with no insurance. Oh, you argue with your baby mama for uh, about your children, but you, we're going to take you to jail because they were taking them in. Jail. I mean, that was ridiculous. And then you get in jail. Here's the thing. Well, I'm not, I don't want to sit in jail. So they'll come with you up. Okay, if you plead out to this, and when you don't know, know you know, you're like, okay, sure. I'm going to get out. I'm good. <laughs> so I myself went to jail. So I've been on both sides of the law. I've been to jail. I face both sides of the justice system. I see how wicked and I see how upside down it is, and it's got to be fixed. Yeah. I was raised in a Christian home, but when I got grown, when I was in college, I did what I wanted to do. I did my little things, you know, like that. And, you know, I came back around. I was like, okay, it's it's not good to disobey the law. It's not good to do this. I learned my lesson, so I came back around. But the good thing about it, it never held me back. Yeah. I, I, I won a scholarship uh, to South Georgia Tech. I went there for free on the scholarship uh, from high school. So I went to Technical High School, Harris County. I, uh, Technical High School, and that's what we need in the state of New York. And I go back to that. So I went there and I was very successful. I started working for, you know, the Amco Transmission. And I just did my own. So I could do my own thing. You know, I rebuild trams. I just own my own transmission. And I was very successful at that. And I worked for Christ, well, you know, uh, things like that. But mostly I did my own thing. You can create sure there are roadblocks uh, there, which you can always find a way to go around the roadblocks. And that's what I did myself. And I became very successful at doing uh, those type of things, you know. So I didn't let nothing hold me back. But some people are too weak and they can't, uh, they can't navigate through the waters uh, to get to the point that I am at, so therefore they need help. And I intend as governor to give those people help. And so just giving them welfare. If you need welfare, that's fine. I would love to give you welfare, but I'm going to offer you to go get this trade. What would you like to do? I'm going to pay this part of welfare. It's going to pay for your uh, your year or your two years to get your degree in this and then. What you're going to do after you get your degree? You're going to go to work in that trade and what you're going to do you're going to pay the state back for your college you're going to pay the state back for the welfare that you got off of the tax bill so that is a fair plan that would need to be acting in 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 the state of new york and i will fight to do that i don't look down on people that need help not at all because i need help myself i don't have to have help myself i stayed in the shelter in new york state i stayed in the shelter in new york state not because i couldn't afford a place stay but simply because my credit went up to par in New York State to get the apartment that I wanted to get. So I had to stay in the shelter and do that in order to move up. It wasn't because I could have gave you money and paid for the apartment, but they got things in place. Okay, but your credit is this. What the hell has got to do with my credit if I got the money? And if I'm working, I mean, it's upside down and it's backwards. So I've been there. I walk the streets. I've been in the path of the people and been there with them. That's why I said a shelter. Uh, in New York State should be for illegal agents. It should be for people like myself and so you can uplift yourself and then so you can contribute to your state and to your society. Yeah. It's and that's that's the thing is right. We have people that they think the only way to make money is you got to go spend one hundred and twenty thousand dollars on a gender studies degree, and then you get out and you're all upset that you owe money. So now you start rallying around. Biden's gonna forgive my debt, and then hey, jokes on you. Biden gets in the office. He doesn't forgive your debt. Instead, he bombs Syria. I mean, like, <laughs> right? There's no and there's a there's. There's a general looking down upon technical schools, right? There's a general, you kind of look down your nose at it. You're not an Ivy League school. My friend right. Joe out of high school is the only friend I had that didn't go to college but instead went to technical school. He is hands down the most well-to-do friend I have now. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, you know, we all look, oh, Joe, you're not getting a degree. 
Man, Joe paid for it out of pocket and then worked and came out of school with no debt. And now he's 10 years out of school and he's been stacking money ever since. And it's like, oh, man, the guy who went to learn carpentry is making more than the idiots like myself that went to try, try to go get a medical degree. Right? Well, you're not an idiot. You just make that choice. But like you said, uh, uh, if you get a trade, you make more money and more quicker. Mm-hmm. If you get a trade, I, I'm working at Christ what, making thirty five, forty dollars an hour. You went to medical school and not even making that. They're like, well, so what's the hit? If you're a welder, starting out making thirty three, uh, uh, thirty five dollars an hour, well, they are good trades. I said you can survive. Then you don't owe a uh, hundred thousand dollars to this college for what? The bullshit general study uh, degree you got? It, it's it's insane, man. It's crazy. But you know, you have to look at it. You are, you want to be a man, so we need you. We need you. So that is good. You went to college for that. But going to this college for gender studies and all this other bull crap that's got going, that's a waste of time and a waste of your money. You're never going to excel at it at all. Yeah. And not only that, right? We see with, um, we, we see with Chinese infiltration of academia in the United States with Confucius Institutes. They have ways to push their own propaganda. This isn't a conspiracy. This is to classify things that Trump Trump banned Confucius Institutes in the United States, which immediately were reopened by Biden as soon as he got in. But Brigadier General Robert Spaulding, who was in Obama's National Security Council, now works at the Hudson Institute. He wrote the book Stealth War. And it's about China's war on the United States that no one is aware of. I had him on this podcast, episode 161, talks about the same thing. China is seeping through our academic associations. That's how they brainwash you. That's how they infiltrate the minds. And then you have a bunch of kids going out and screaming America's bad because they've been turned. You can't do that at a trade school. You can't get in. You can't slip in Marxism to how to, how to turn on an acetylene torch and weld. You can't. Right, you can't. You can't slip in the great leap forward or the right or Mao Zedong's teachings when it's like, no, you got to learn how to turn on the oxygen torch. Right. right. <laughs> and China uses a lot of tactics. China studies us, and they, they might see Black Lives Matter doing this. So okay, I'm gonna get with Black Lives Matter. We're gonna push this so we can get out yeah. of Germany. And and BLM not knowing that what the hell is going on. Oh, they just they love us and like they don't love you. They, they hate you. Love you. But You're they still opening. They see an opening to get their agenda yes. across. And that's what people need to realize. You know, China is really bad. It is terrible. Yeah. I was looking at the way they do the Muslim uh, community, putting them in camps. I mean, that's not you, the you, Uyghur you, Muslims. You know, like that. Yeah. It is not good. Yeah. Uyghur but, Muslims, two million. Yeah. Two million Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps. Right. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And it makes absolutely no sense. And then seeing like America is scared to push back against China. I spoke to one of Como over AIDS a while back. It may have been a year ago when I first said I was going to uh, uh, seek the uh, government. Should you say, you speak calling that uh, China virus and our economy in New York State is uh, uh, based on China 85%. I said, I don't give a damn. Excuse my friend. But I said, I don't give a damn. If it came from China, it came from China. They're like Spanish flu and all the other things that relate. I said, I don't care. I said, we don't really need China. I said, we're so greedy. The top is so greedy that they want China because they're getting cheap goods because China's using real, real cheap labor to make these goods. Therefore, kicking our state citizens out of uh, money and out of job. So I said, I don't care about that. The virus came from China. That's where it came from, regardless. Exactly. Let China pull away from us. We have enough goods in America to run our state per America. We don't need China to do that. But these people are so weak and so brainwashed. So I better not say this. I better not say this because of China. I mean, that's got to change. It absolutely does. I mean, yeah. You know, when people say that calling it the Chinese flu is racist, where's the West Nile virus from? 
<laughs> it's nothing to do with racism. racism. It's just what is it. Right? It's just what it is. It's a, I'm from, I was born in New Hampshire. If you call me a New Hampshire guy, there's no. That's just where I'm from. It's just it's what, what? it is. It doesn't matter. It's just it's right. It's, right, and not only that, right. And just kind of on a side note, right. We have the we have the Biden administration uh, funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology until 2025. That's a little weird. That's a little odd. Right. But right, right. We, we see we see these these huge corporations. They want they want Chinese labor because China will China just they don't have human rights. They, you're not allowed to do anything there. So I mean, you can outsource your work to China. They can do it for a step above slave labor. Right. Apple with the Foxconn, uh, the Foxconn. Right. Um, what are they called? Right. Yeah, the, the Fox as the assembly centers in China. They can do that for cheap goods, and then they bring it back here. And it's what uh, it's what Steve Bannon said, I believe, in 2016. You have illiterate Chinese slaves assembling gadgets to be sold to unemployed Americans who are getting their cash from welfare checks, borrowing the money from China. Right. It's a right. big circle. Yeah, think about it. It's a big think circle. About it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's not only that. China has closed a one trillion dollar gap in um in economic size since the outbreak of the Chinese virus. That's it, it, if, if anyone doesn't think that this is asymmetrical warfare, China is based on the unrestricted warfare doctrine, which is based on the warring states period. Un, releasing a re, releasing a virus is in their wheelhouse. They don't care. It's unrestricted warfare. You'll do anything to bring down the United States. Isn't it odd how Trump was initiating a trade war with them? Isn't it odd how there was protests in Hong Kong? Wow. How, how convenient. That a global pandemic for the first time in 102 years pops. And where does it pop up? It pops up in China. Where in China? Down the road from the Wuhan virus, the Virology Institute. I mean, Christ in heaven. If a virus popped up two neighborhoods away from the CDC and took out China, you don't think you'd maybe be raising a couple eyebrows? (laughs) Common sense, man. Yeah. So. Common sense. What we hide from it. Because you know why we hide from it? Because we are so indebted to China because of the greed that some people in America uh, have sold the United States out to China. We are we we're indebted to we could never pay them back. Never. No. And so therefore, whatever they do, our leaders is afraid to call China out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've got we've got we've got do you wanna let's end it at three, so we got thirteen more minutes. Sure. Third, I wanna hear so enough of questions from me. What what is most important to you for running for governorship? And I don't mean that in some cheesy canned question. You know right. what's important? No, I mean just like like real talk. Like so, we talked about we talked about the prison industrial complex. We talked about the Wuhan virus. We talked about we talked about you know hating America, bringing in communism through a pandemic. What are some real things? And again, not the canned answers. I want to make New York strong. Like anything that any politician can say. What's like the real? What's the? I want to. What What are you going to say to talk to the New York people right now? What do you have to say to them, just from the heart? The number one thing that I, I was had in mind to tackle the taxes because seeing how ridiculous the tax system was and uh, how people were leaving how our business was closing down and leaving the state of New York. So that goes to tax revenue, but. That switched over to crime because of the bail reform uh, that the governor signed that he really did want to sign. I know the background on that. He just said it's going to be called a racist because this black guy uh, passed this and oh, if he didn't sign it's going to be called a racist. So he signed the damn thing. Anyway. So now my number one thing is because if you don't get crime under control, 
I don't care what kind of tax break or what kind of tax deal I give to a business across America come to New York Fed. They are not coming because you know what the CEO won't don't won't ask me? What about the crime? Hmm. What are you gonna do about the crime? I can't bring my people there. I can't bring my company that and the crime is like this. So that's the number one thing I got to tackle is getting the crime uh, uh, back under control. We got to establish law and order. I know that some uh, police departments are uh, uh, cowering down to the defund police thing and, you know, just going back and forth. But the number one thing do is to bring law and order back. And when I say law and order, not like I said earlier about locking up about a full license, it's all left petty I'm not thinking about that. But all these violent crimes, we can't have that. The business is not coming back to New York. So I'm going to fight on that. I have a plan to establish law and order. I also have a plan to uh, develop, I got an economic plan, development plan to develop upstate New York because this city of New York infrastructure has, it's all the way in the garbage. But we have too many people to shut down this or shut down that to try to really fix it. We're going to have to uh, do another city upstate and we're going to have to get the uh, same transportation up there, the MTL, whatever, private company, whatever we can get up there. And then we can fix the uh, New York City itself. So to say that, the number one thing is get crime under control, then get the businesses there. I want to get them a tax, a huge tax break, or uh, what you call a tax holiday for some years, because I want them to come in and I want them to employ my people. Therefore, we are increasing the tax base. I don't want to raise taxes. I won't raise taxes. But the state of New York owns several properties, and they are abandoned, and they're worth millions, if not billions of dollars. I want to sell them off at maybe 50% of the market value or whatever. Get rid of it. There are, I want to cut all the lavish spending from the state legislature, even from the governor's office. We don't have to raise taxes. We pay Three maybe three years ago, I was looking. We was paying nine point five billion a year for illegal alien care. That's got to be cut. So it's so much waste and lavish spend that we we don't need to raise taxes. What we need to do is cut taxes, and then we need to uh, uh, govern responsible with the taxpayers' money. And I intend on doing it. Schools is next on my agenda. They are they, they don't enact the Black Lives Matter agenda. We are teaching all kind of ignorant stuff in school. We got transvestite in the library showing guys how to put on makeup. All that's just got to be cut to public schools. And I want to get rid of the Board of Education. I know this is going to be a big boom to you. I want to make the Board of Education disappear. I want to hand it over to civilians, civilian control, not the establishment. So the Board of Education needs to know it's a problem. I no longer want that. It's going to hurt to get New York State back where it needs to be, but we can do that. Under my leadership, I will do that. So it's a lot of things I want to do. Fracking, I want to bring. I don't care if the federal government ban fracking. They can only ban it on the federal government owned land. They cannot ban it on New York State citizen private land. And I know Clement only own land thousand acres. So we're going to bring fracking into the state of New York, which is going to employ and it's going to give us money. We're going to have a surplus instead of a, uh, in the whole $8.5 billion. So those plans, I won't say too much about them. We're going to list the economic development plan on my website coming up. I've been fighting Como before the uh, nursing home scandal came out when it first came out, but I don't have a large platform to get that out. I like Janice Dean, Lee Zellman, and the rest of them. Mm-hmm. I've been out there. I've been in the streets. So I filed for my candidacy in 2019, and I, I, I expect to win it. 
I'm not a fly by night. I'm not gonna jump on call my other nursing home. Guess I'm gonna jump in and run for governor. I was bold enough to run for governor before all this stuff came out to run against Como on his other policies that he had done to the state of New York. I was bold enough to call this man out for all the things for the taxes and everything that he was doing. So I don't need to jump on the bandwagon. All the nursing home deaths and all that. I love Janice to death, and I'm glad she brought it to the top from this from the bottom. I love her to death. So uh, I, I admire her for doing that, and I would love to have her on my team 100%. But I see these other candidates run. I'm going to jump in the race because the Como is on the fence. What are you going to do for the state of New York? That's what I want to know. Are you going to bring constitutional care? Like, I want to, even in this New York City, I want constitutional care because that's going to make the crime go down. I want it completely in the state of New York, constitutional care, and I want to fight for that. So I'm fighting for legislators to get enacted because there's only so much our governor can do. But if we get the legislator, we can get all this ingrained stuff that they have ingrained into our system out, and then we can move capital clean house from there. So those are some of the few things that I want to do. The uh, mandatory vaccine is completely out on I me. Mean, you don't have to do that. So in the school system, um, looking at the technical high schools all over the state of New York, and that's pretty much it. But if people want to go to my website and find out more things about me and what I stand for, they can go to Gibson, the number four, governor.com, and you can find out a lot on my website about me, uh, and you can also donate there. I will I will put that link in the description and sticky in the top comment. It'll this video will be up on Rumble and BitChute and Spotify today. It won't be up on YouTube until Sunday because that's when my uh, that's when my ban runs up because uh, you know that's what you get for talking about the election is you get banned. That's another thing. Uh, that's more of a federal program. Is there anything at all you can do about big tech and big tech censorship? Is there of anything? Course, you- of course I can because Governor Ron DeSantis, I've been watching this guy. I love this guy. Yeah, we can. There's a lot of things we can do uh, to 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 quell big tech and make sure this is not going to happen in my state. If it do happen in my state, you're going to be held accountable for. You would not have that like that national C two thirty thing. If you're doing something in my state, you don't have that protection. Your ass will get sued. If you're trying to kill free speech, your ass is going to get you. Us not the author of what is free speech. There are a lot of things people say that I don't agree with. But that don't mean I don't want to bang yeah. I'm not going to get up for them because I don't agree with them. That's just how they think. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to try to debate you. Like I told a young man yesterday from an illegal age, I said, take care of home free. What if I ever said this? I said, you're misrepresenting the Bible. And I said, the Bible tells you to uh, charity starts at home, then it spreads. So I said, we spend send billions to other countries to take care of their citizens. In turn, they send all their pool to America to get the rest of our money. And you know what they do? They send money right back to those darn countries. And I said, when our country fall on this face of the my citizens have nowhere to go. We can't run there, but they can always leave and go where they don't send all their money or where they country where they came from. So therefore, I choose to fight for my country and stop all the nonsense that is going on. I love America. I'm a black man. I was born here. I didn't come from Africa. I didn't come from nowhere. Africa, when do you have a black America? They look at us like these stupid people on earth. Why? I'm going back to Africa. Yeah, it's never not from Africa. I'm from America. America belongs to me just like it belongs to any other person that was born in America or that came here and legally got the papers in its American citizens on for that 100%. 100%. Hell yeah. She's got me all excited. I don't even live in New York, and now I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, you might want to move that once I'm I'm if, if th- That will be the testimony of how good of a governor you are. If I end up moving to New York, that will be why. 
All right, I would love it. All right, well, like I said, this video won't be up on YouTube until Sunday because they are the arbiters of free speech, but it will be up on BitChute and Rumble and Spotify today. I will send the links to you, and I will put your uh, website in the, in the description and sticky in the top comment. And Mr. Derek Gibson, it was an honor to have you on my show. It was a pleasure talking to you. You're a real guy. It was fun talking to someone who's a real person. You're not just canned responses. And, um, yeah, man. That was, it was an honor to be on your show. I love that fellow Georgian. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I don't get any love for that. I appreciate it. I got to give the Bulldogs a shout out. I love those Bulldogs. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Gibson. Thank you for coming Thank on. You. God bless America. And I will do anything I can to uh, facilitate your fight to become governor. And you are always welcome back on the show. Thank you. Have a blessed day. You as well, sir. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.